Welcome to the 240 Feet Podcast, the show that discusses fast pitch around the diamond and beyond. I'm your host, Carlos Rodas. Today we'll introduce you to the show and some of the people I will be working alongside with to spotlight this game we all love so much. I'm taking the leadoff spot today and excited to get things started. I've been coaching softball for over 14 years and experience at every level. I've coached Little League rec teams, more competitive all-star teams, even once taking Warwick North to three consecutive World Series appearances and a shot at the title televised on national television by ESPN. From there, I went on to coach at Cole Middle School in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and on to high school where I am the current coach at Pilgrim High School. Last year, I had the opportunity to coach collegially at Salve Regina, so shout out to Coach Shauna and the rest of the team. This is in addition to starting Barmas Elite Softball in 2016, which has since become one of the premier programs in the Northeast. Also being a softball dad, having a daughter play at UMass Dartmouth, where she is a senior captain. Today's episode is brought to you by Adrenaline Raise 365. Maximize your fundraising with Raise 365, the number one fundraising system for schools, teams, or any group that wants to raise money. If you are interested in having your business highlighted, become a sponsor today. Email us at 240 feet around the diamond at gmail.com for details. Setting the table in the 2-3 spot today, we have two people who've been helping me co-host from the very beginning in all of our softball journeys, and now they're going to co-host the, the, the 240 podcast show. First, softball mom, team mom, shack coordinator, tournament director extraordinaire, director of operations at Barmer's Elite Softball, Letitia Rodas. And next to her, co-founder of Elite, hidden instructor, and one of the very few people that, have, that can say they was drafted from his senior year at Pilgrim High School. Brian would go on to play for the San Diego Padres and Boston Red Sox before ending his pro career as a bench coach. How you guys doing? Good. Good to be Good. here. First, you got to get your takes on the Super Bowl. We'll start with Letitia. So although I wasn't a fan of either team, I certainly enjoyed the game because... It was nice to see some Taylor Swift in the stands, as most people right now are rooting, you know, to watch them fail. Right. Commercials were okay. Defensive game. We uh, we sat around and enjoyed ourselves for a couple hours. But uh, as, as usual, it's always a good time watching the Super Bowl game with family and friends. I thought it was cool that all the young kids are downloading Usher now and everybody's out to to go to the Usher concert in Boston this August. So uh, I think I think Usher made some young fans, and I think that's pretty cool to see them liking the same things that we liked when we were young. Yeah, definitely. And the commercials were better this year, for sure. First question. You guys are softball parents that have kids who played their entire careers. What do you hope the game has taught them most? I think I'll go first. 
I, I, for the most part, I think that the game is is a game that teaches to be not only a good person, but to to realize a goal and stay consistent with what you need to do to achieve that goal. Agreed. Agreed. Letitia? I definitely think that softball is taught a lot, you know, so to take the lessons as a good leader on and off the field is really more important than the actual softball game. I mean, it's nice to see the love and passion and the hard work that goes into being a good player and a good teammate, but the leadership and the lessons are amazing and I love every part of that. And sometimes I wish that more people got to experience that as we did over the years because it's been incredible to watch. Agreed, agreed. I think I think I find it frustrating to watch young parents go through this and it's kind of like having kids. You're trying to tell them the things you wish you could have told yourself, but they don't listen because they have to go through it themselves. What do you guys hope to accomplish with a podcast? Letitia? So I'm hoping that we can really get our experiences from different views. Obviously, I've never coached, so I'm a mom, I'm a director, I organize the ins and outs of our program, but I've also been the rec mom and the board member, and so I'm hoping that we can shed light on all of those things through the podcast and get people to hear, like, this is normal, this is what's going on. So I'm excited for this part of it. Brad? I, I come from a place where, you know, when we first started my career, there was not a lot of social media. It was a sports writer. It was it was somebody that uh, followed the team very closely. Um, from that, we have social media, we have the internet, and I think this is a, just another platform for so, for for getting out um, what what is actually positive about the sport what we can do to better the sport and to allow other people to hear how, um, how, how, how different it, it actually is behind the scenes. Um, and I think this is a great form for it. Whereas, you know, social media, uh, the internet is more for family members to put out there, you know, look at my daughter, look at my kids. And it's great. It's great to experience that. But from a standpoint of a coach, from a standpoint of, you know, Leticia, I, I think it's, it's, it's such a better platform to get out what what actually goes behind the scenes as well as what we're trying to accomplish in, in a young player's career. Agreed, agreed. I think we have some local media that does a great job of trying to put softball in the limelight when they have a chance and when they have an opportunity. I don't necessarily know if they're able to do it to what we're going to try to do. I guess a question that I've kind of asked all our guests today, and uh, I've known you guys, I've known Leticia since 1995, uh, but in the softball world, I've known you guys since 2010. Uh, we, Myself and Leticia walked into Warwick North and signed up for baseball, signed our boys up for baseball, and because softball was free, we made our daughter play softball. Uh, and I met Brian shortly after that. And it's been a whirlwind. There's been a lot of things that happened since them days. Um, and I, I've, I, I find it interesting when I ask myself this question, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys. If you guys could go back to that time, 2009, 2010, what advice would you give to yourself as a parent or coach? 
Tisha first. The advice I would give myself if I could bring myself back to those little league days is to enjoy the moments. When Deanna first started playing, it wasn't a big deal. She was into all-star cheerleading, and that was her thing. But when she came to us and was like, I want to play softball, I want to be better, we were all in, but then we took it to the next level. I was the mom that sat behind the backstop and, you know, pushed her. I wasn't crazy, like angry push her, but I was pushing her instead of relishing in the moments when things didn't always go her way. We we didn't enjoy those times, and I want to go back to those times and be laughing at the craziness and the antics that happened down at the field versus let's get better and let's push and let's see what's going to happen five years from now because the five years came and went so fast. Really did. 100%. Brian, as a coach? I, I strongly believe that I still stand firm on when we first started is to enjoy the process. I, I, you know, from a personal standpoint, our kids have been everywhere. World Series, ESPN. And it was, for me, it was always about not only our kids, but, but developing a, a, a philosophy where every kid enjoyed the process. And to see, you know, how many times it, it was derailed by, you know, bad Bad judgment by parents. It was. It's tough to say because we come to work every day and we're passionate. And I don't think we've changed much over the last fifteen years. No, a lot of things are still the same. So I think that I might, you know, moving forward and, and even back then, it's. I, I think that you and I dedicated a lot of time, and not only for our own daughters, because I, I think for the most part, we we didn't get us to spend as much time as we should. Agreed. Agreed. I think I, 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 I think that, that that's the, the number one thing that I'm hoping that this podcast brings to light is not only put a spotlight on the local players and athletes, but also help some of the parents really enjoy this, the, the game. The, the, there is so many great things that I, that I missed out on early on because I was so enwrapped in what was next and what, you know, fast forwarding, always looking ahead. Um, I think smelling the roses, enjoying the day, I, I, I enjoying the bad hotels and the bad car rides and the, the the going to a restaurant with 40 kids and taking three hours to get your food. I I wish we could go do that again as parents. I get to do it now and live vicariously through the parents who do it with us. Um, but I, I don't I don't get to do it with you. I don't get to do it with the boys. I don't I don't get to do it with our family anymore. Now now it's with other people's families. So I a hundred percent agree. It's the the process was the best part. The end game is just part of it. So um, I want to thank you guys for your help over the old, over the years, whether it be uh, softball mom or running the shack or teaching me to coach. Um, I didn't know much about this game when I met Brian. Uh, I was a football coach who met somebody who had some major league experience and thought I could be a sponge. Um, and here we are 14 years later, and I'm, I'm excited for where we're going, and I'm excited for the podcast. 
and excited to get some new guests on and have you guys interview them and see where this thing goes. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll move on to Letitia's next segment. Today's episode is brought to you by Adrenaline Raise 365. Maximize your fundraising with Raise 365, the number one fundraising system for schools, teams, or any group that wants to raise money. If you are interested in having your business highlighted, become a sponsor today. Email us at 240feetaroundthediamond at gmail.com for details. Now we have our Around the Horn segment. As you can see, we have a unique experience in the fast pitch game. It's not only become part of my life, Brian's life, Letitia's life, but all of our lives. Um, and I think this perspective allows us to kind of talk about some different things, traveling the entire country, playing, coaching, cheering with our family and our families beside us. Um, what, what are some of the unique experiences that, that you will remember? You want to go first, Letitia? Yeah, I could jump in on this. I definitely think some of the best memories were from Little League uh, for us as a group collectively to say that people from the small little area of our zip code went on a national stage when nobody believed in us, nobody knew who these girls were, and they all came together. It brought the community together. Those memories I look back on and I relish in them. And as Deanna's getting ready to graduate this year, I've enjoyed every aspect of her softball career, but some of those memories from when she was younger are definitely the best memories that we have. I agree. I, I definitely agree. I, I think that back, way back when, I, you know, talking to the girls, at one point we told them that they would, this was going to be their biggest stage of their career. To think, you know, years years ahead, through high school, through college, you know, they would never have that opportunity again to play on ESPN, to um, take an entire summer with their parents, travel the country, and, uh, and and be proud of something. Definitely. I totally agree with you, Brian. You know, our experience, the three of us at this table have been incredible over the years, but to know that. We've shared that with the community. We'll never get that experience again. It's become evident to me that there's a lot of people on this journey. When I first got started, you kind of think that you go to work and you talk softball and you, you, you talk it amongst families that are not involved in softball. And you start thinking you're on your own and you get to live in this softball bubble and you start realizing that there's a lot of people on the same journey. And that's been the... I guess the most rewarding part to me is the the people and the places I've gotten to see along the journey and not necessarily knowing if I would ever come back to some of these places or see some of these people and you continually run into the same people and we all live in this softball bubble that is unique to 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 us and I don't necessarily know if we had done it in a different way if you would have met a lot of these people, you know? I don't necessarily know if this this part of the segment is going to be something that, that we should talk about in Around the Horn, but I certainly would like to know who, who are some of the great people, the great 
that you've gotten to meet along the way? As far as coaches or just whatever, people just in mem- people people that will will people you've shared this journey with that will hold your hold your memory for a long time. Well, I definitely like to say, especially where some of my greatest memories go back to Little League, Kevin and Joey Detroit had a big impact not only on our experience as our family, but what they did for the group of girls. You know, Kevin helped you coach for a long time, but stepping up to the plate, bringing light to the the tough times, Joey Detroit in her Mary Poppins bag, uh. if we could go back to that. Uh, the Detroiters will always have that impact on me as people that when I look back on those memories, I look back and smile. But I also think about when we traveled to Little League Regionals right there in Bristol, Connecticut, you know, and the girls meeting Corey and Corey being so excited to have that interaction with the individual players. I'll never forget him ever. Uh, and then when we traveled the first time in our big tournament as Bombers Elite and seeing the awe that the girls were in to know, wait, we're traveling, we're doing this, and tournament directors recognizing that, you know, we belong. It was, it's was it been a fun experience to meet people and enjoy the journey. The different families that we've met over the years, there's so many to accredit it to. Brian? And, and just think, uh, our, our big tournaments back way when we first started was East Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and some of the upsetting things that went on there was, you know, the girls were upset because they, they didn't have a pool because it was closed down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, them. Uh, I think prospectively from from a standpoint of, of living a lifestyle like I have, I, 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 I it was it's been enjoyable. Um, the hotel stays, the, the, the people in Bristol, the, the, the amount of pride that they had in the World Series. And it all goes back to Little League. It really does. Yeah, they, Little League did a, did a, does a great job with, the, with the, that part of it. Let's put it that way. And, and I think that, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, girls that, uh, girls that weren't the top-tier athletes or, or superstars, to have that opportunity to – to take that stage and, and to know that, that they can relish that forever is incredible. For me, the more I got into coaching, the more my journey became separate than my daughter's. For me, it's the coaches I've gotten to meet along the way and the respect I had for some of them when I first started and I was just hoping to that you know, to to get an attaboy from from the, the local legends that I think are coaching uh, Neil with the Connecticut Charmers or or Dave with Rhode Island Thunder or Joe Porcelli with the Empire State Huskies, Rick Way, these guys are to me are legends of the game, and to for them to recognize who I am, who the, the, our program is, who the girls who come from our program are, for me that's. I, I, that's something that I, that I hold in high esteem, and that's something that um, I, that's a memory I, I, I'm going to keep. Is that uh, people who I believe have are leaving the game better than they got it, and now we have their respect. And I don't know if that's saying that I'm leaving the game better than I got it, but I I, I feel like they're the judges of that. Yeah, well, and I, for all 
for all intents and purposes, I, I tip my hat to you because, you know, where you come from, how you do things, you bring passion to this game every single day. And that's what it takes. And then, you know what, it's been a long journey. It's certainly not easy. Cer- certainly not easy. And I, the the best advice I got, and I won't tell you who shared this with me, but the best advice I've ever received in softball was be careful for the journey that I'm about to take because by the time I get to where I want to go, the people that I'm doing for will no longer be on the journey with me. And there's just no truer words. So um, if there's a dad out there who wants to start a travel softball team because his daughter's 12 and he thinks that he could do this, hey, listen, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm just telling you your daughter's going to be getting married by the time you get to where you want to be. This show's not meant to advertise our ventures. Uh, obviously, we're getting an opportunity to do that here in our first Around the Horn. We cer- I certainly want to put a spotlight on on the rest of the softball world, and especially those locally. Uh, being our first show, I think there's a great opportunity for, for us, for people to get to know us. Um, but I certainly want to put out there that we, we want to shed, we want to shed a light on the rest of the softball world. So bring us some stories, bring us your guys' journeys. We'd love to have you on the show. There is no, there is nobody in the softball world. If you're trying to make it a better place that we don't want to shed a light on. I, uh, I witnessed over the weekend, uh, I got to watch some of the open into the division one softball level. And uh, obviously, our girl Alyssa Toomey out there in the circle for Providence College had a lot of my attention. But just so many local kids, uh, Kat Fallon, who I have uh, gotten to know really well over the years, one of my favorite people, uh, pitching for the University of Maine in the circle against the University of Wisconsin, the top 20 team in the country. Uh, A girl who we faced, what, 15, 20 times over the last four years, Ariana Rohde hitting a home run against Florida State. Um, Olivia Gilbert uh, winning the Big East title for Seton Hall last year. Uh, the thing that Ka- the things that Kayla Batista's been doing now in the Major League Baseball. Um, I, I, this isn't. This certainly isn't going to be about our ventures. Uh, and, and and I'm hoping that you guys are on board with helping us shed, shed this light and kind of finding stories in, in your own journeys, in your own worlds, and, and we can continue to cascade uh, the things that we're doing and and hopefully shed some light on the people who are around us doing it. In the cleanup spot today, we have a special guest. Heading into her 15th year, the all-time leader in wins at the University of Bridgeport, head coach Dawn Stearns. Coach Stearns, how you doing? I'm great. How are you today, Carlos? Doing great, doing great. Happy to be talking softball with you. Absolutely. I, me and you have an interesting path. We met a few, we met a few years back. Uh, I was trying to get a couple of my players recruited at the time when we were still having a hard time recruit, getting players recruited. And uh, I remember chatting softball with you and, and learning about what your values were and what you were looking for in players and what and how that kind of aligned with what we were doing here at Bombers Elite. And uh, yeah, I guess 
just to cascade that, give us a, your thoughts on what you really look for in incoming players and kids that you're recruiting. You know, I love to get players that really, really have a real high IQ about softball. Um, and, you know, they want to get a good education. They want to be all in. Um, we have a, a great culture that we've built at Bridgeport. And uh, I need to find those kids that really fit the mold that, that will come in and add to what we're doing. Um, always, always a we as opposed to a me attitude. And, um, so far so good. The last handful of years, we've, uh, brought along a bunch of kids that really have been, uh, uh, high level athletes along with, uh, just great people. And, uh, the great people part, like I, I got from you when we talked originally is, you know, great people make great teammates and, um, and then that helps the culture. So that's uh, that going with your great softball skills brings along a few wins. So that's what we're all about right now. Definitely. Definitely agree with you there. I, I think we're kindred spirits when it comes to that. It, yep. I, I, I just believe in coaching to, to make people better people. It, it, translates on the softball field in, in such a good, in, such, in so many manners that people don't understand. I guess in that aspect, how's my girls, uh, Maddie D'Amato and Sydney Perot doing over there at the University oh, of Bridgeport? they're Bridge great. Park? They're super. They're, uh, you know, especially Maddie, because Maddie came along first. Um, she's just all in. She's just a fabulous person, uh, a tremendous leader, a tremendous asset to, you know, the name Bridgeport. Very, very proud to have her right along. And, and Sydney's coming right up the pike, uh, being a freshman and, um, Working, working hard, always wants to learn. Um, you know, she corrects herself when she feels herself a little bit lost. And, uh, you know, Maddie's helping you see the way and uh, really looking forward to what they're going to bring to the table this year. Me too, coach. Me too. I, I, I love them kids and I can't wait to see what they do for you. I know, uh, I know. You, you, also, you also have a couple uh, local kids who I guess some of our listeners might be um, wondering how they're doing. Sam Ledger and Olivia Young, I think they're both uh, local to our area. Um, how are they doing? They are, they are. They're both um, They're both pitchers. Um, Olivia brings a little infield to the, to the table also. Um, both freshmen. Um, they're gritty. They're all in. They're wonderful kids, too. And, um, you know, I think they're going to be impactful this year. I really do. Um, we, uh, you know, we have a roster of about 20. But, you know, in, in college, you play a lot of games in a really short period of time. So it's nice to have, you know, several different pitchers and, and people that can be utility and go in different spots and pinch hit, pinch run. And, um, yeah, they're going to be impactful this year. I'm really excited to see what they bring, especially I love local kids. Local kids just bring more, just make more energy. You know, they'll have some fans and their parents and their friends and stuff come to games. And, you know, I always try to bring in local kids every year when I recruit just because I think it's part of, you know, doing a favor to New England and, and doing a favor to the fan base. And so really excited to have them aboard. And that definitely shows in your roster, Coach. It looks like you have seven kids from the New England area, which is when you look at some of the other Division twos in our area, it's it's head and shoulders above what they what they're doing. Um, so obviously, that's part of the philosophy. Do you think that some of the New England kids get overlooked, and 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 that's a niche area for you? Um, you know, I've always done that. Um, and 
I think that having the local kids and and having a uh, presence and knowing the travel ball coaches in the in the Connecticut and Rhode Island and Massachusetts area helps me with that. Um, so I look at that all the time. If I had to name, you know, three or four of my best players I've ever, ever had, they're all local kids. They're not California kids or Florida kids or Chicago kids. They're Connecticut and Rhode Island kids. So, you know, they, they, they're going to be the leaders of our team um, from now on, I think. And, and an additional, you know, we have next year, we'll have a couple more kids from California coming and, so a little mix of everywhere, but, you know, the mainstay and the base of my team uh, is thrived on local kids that, you know, were great when they were in high school and travel ball, and I will continue to do that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So in, uh, I kind of was looking at the um, preseason polls, the CACC, they have you, they have you um, ranked second right now, uh, sandwiched yep. in between Wilmington and Georgian Court to uh, I guess you can say traditional powerhouses. Uh, what's yep. your outlook on the on the twenty four season? And um, do you do you think you guys are going to be able to make some noise with them schools? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I have all my parts together now. As you, as you know, we were we were a little banged up last year, and and that's the reason why we didn't get as far as we normally do in the in the past several years. So um, everybody's back. Everybody's healthy. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to make noise. Uh, you know, the goal is always to, uh, win conference cause that gives you the AQ to get into regionals. And, uh, if something doesn't go our way to do that, hopefully I've built the strong enough schedule to be able to get that bid down the road. So, um, really, really anxious to get things going, but I think we're going to, we're going to make a lot of noise. Yeah, I saw you guys are heading down to Tampa in a couple of weeks. You're playing some nationally ranked teams, so you're certainly going to yes, be able to. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yep. You're certainly going to be able to make a make a strong case for yourselves at the end of the season. Should you hold hold your hold, hold your own against them schools? Exactly, and you know, yeah, to be the best, you have to play the best. So, um, over the past years, um, we've we've put a dabble of of ranked competition in our schedule each year and um i think we have three or four this year now and um tampa i believe tomorrow if you look at the d2 rankings i believe tampa will be three um because they had a great you know they've been playing for a couple weeks and uh, they're doing great so um i'm really really excited for them i think they're just so excited to be able to say well we're playing the number three team in the country you know and and you know what we, we can hold our own we can hold our own with anybody so we're just can't wait for that to happen definitely definitely a good measuring stick i i know your picture from last year uh i know she's not a new england kid but i want you to give us a i think local people would love to hear her story and i know she's back this this season i don't know uh, Kate Borowski, I don't know if I could. Yeah, uh, Borowski, yeah. Borow I don't know if I announced her name correctly, but can you give tell our listeners a little bit about her story? Because I just think it's fascinating what she's dealt with and, and the road to recovery and, and being back this year. And I know we're going to have a lot of local people rooting for Bridgeport, and I would love them to kind of know her story so that they can include her in the mix of the love that the local kids are going to get. Sure. Um, last fall... Um, not this year, but last year. Last year um, was her junior year. Um, well, I'll step back a little bit and tell you that she uh, she was player, pitcher. She, she had the most outstanding year her, her sophomore year 
uh, led all of Division Two in strikeouts. Um, and last fall, she started getting a stomach ache. And, um, you know, you think, oh, it's kids. They're just eating crummy and all of that. But it continued and continued. So she decided to go when she went home um, over break, over Thanksgiving, decided to go to the doctor. And one thing led, led to the next. And she had a litany of tests and found out that she had ovarian cancer. Um, a very large tumor on one of her ovaries and um, had to go right to surgery. And uh, they removed one of her ovaries and she went through uh, 12 weeks of chemotherapy um, to drop out of school because it was just too much um, to undertake uh, chemo and uh, school. So she missed her junior year. um, And uh, thank God, they got all of the cancer and um, she came back in the fall and uh, she's doing well. She, in fact, this week just went back to Delaware. She's from Delaware, um, went back this week to get retested. She Every four months, she has to get a litany of tests just to make sure that she's on the up and up as far as her cancer markers and all of that. But we're thrilled to have her back. She's out of her mind, excited to try to, you know, regain form and compete with the best. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a blessing that she's back and healthy and, uh, you know, kids that are 22 shouldn't have to go through that. So, she, through her teammates, uh, you know, being behind her and, you know, local people and her family and all of that, um, she's marched right through it and, um, is working extraordinarily hard to get back to form. And uh, I don't think anybody on the team is more excited about our season than her. I don't think there's anybody in the softball world that's not rooting for her right now. Um, that's all of us as parents' worst nightmare, right? So, yeah, Of course, all, of course. All of us who live in the softball bubble and, and, and see her story, I think we can't do nothing but root for her. So certainly she has a lot of people in her corner and uh, look forward to great things on the field from her this year. Well, I appreciate that, Carlos. Last question I have for you, and then I'll let you go. I know you guys are getting ready for the season here. If any listeners out there are interested in University of Bridgeport and want to get recruited, and I know we, I know we have a lot of local kids already heading that way, um, what, what, what's the best way they should go about it? Well, the first way is to shoot me an email. Um, send a video of your skill set and... Uh, you know, just tell me, you know, what year you are, you know, your major. That's the really, really important thing is know that you do some research on your major and what you want to study um, and make sure that we have that. We have a we have a whole bunch of different wonderful majors in our uh, in our university. And uh, then write me an email and, and tell me about yourself and, you know, what your goals are and. You know, just try to keep me informed as to how things are going and summer schedules, travel ball schedules, all of that. And just continue to email because we get a lot of emails every day. So if you continue to be uh, persistent and continue to do that, um, we try to cut through and, and find the uh, the emails that catch our eye and uh we you know i go recruiting all summer long so it's a you know once my season is done i move on to the next thing which is recruiting straight away in june so um i always look forward to seeing uh you know great great athletes and uh 
we we invite people into our school to uh, to see us and uh, practice with us and get to know the kids. So um, yeah, emails is the first step, and then you know when I you know write back and stuff like that, we work on phone calls and trying to get the kids in to see the campus and meet the kids and uh, get to know know all about what the university has to offer. Awesome, awesome. Hopefully, hopefully your next All Americans listen and and send you that email tomorrow. Wouldn't that be great? That would be wonderful. <laughs> Coach, you know I'll be seeing you this summer. I can't wait. Uh, well, I know you you can wait, but I can't wait to get onto that part of your season because that's my favorite part of the, the season. Exactly. Uh, so I'll exactly. be seeing you this summer and look forward to it. And I want to thank you for coming on. You're, you're our first guest here on on the show, and it means a lot to me. And uh, we'll catch up with you again after your World Series run this season. Oh, well, I, I really appreciate what you do, Carlos, and you've got a great organization, and uh, we'll always be watching. Coach, all we the appreciate best. appreciate it. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Joining us next, two-time Rhode Island Gatorade Player of the Year, two-time Providence Journal Player of the Year, 2023 Warwick, Rhode Island Girls Player of the Year and current Providence College pitcher, the one and only Alyssa Toomey. What's up, Les? Hi. How's everything? It's going good. So uh, tell us about the start to your freshman season. Um, It's been really exciting. I mean, we put in a lot of work and I think our program has been developing really well in just a short amount of time that I've been able to see. So I think it's been a really good start to our season, and I'm excited to see what we do this year. Obviously, playing locally and having a lot of followers, I think one of the things that people would be most interested in knowing is what's the biggest adjustment you'd have to make to playing at the collegiate level? I think it's mostly just a mentality thing that you have to adjust to. I mean, it's pretty much it's the same game. The bases are still 60 feet away. The pitcher's mound is still 43 feet. It's just a big mental change. I think just learning how to adapt and grow mentally, I think has been one of the most challenging parts for me and I'm still working on it, but my coaches have been really supportive. And I think that's just one thing that is the biggest change. How nervous were you stepping into that circle Friday versus South Southeastern? Um, Honestly, not as nervous as I thought I was going to be. I, I thought I was going to be way more nervous. But, I mean, we put a lot of work in in our preseason, a lot of work. And I, I just trusted my teammates behind me. And I think we've been talking a lot about using a trusting mindset. And I think that has helped me a lot in just learning how to use that and just trust myself and my teammates behind me. So I think working with that and just trusting myself. I was a lot more confident than I thought I was going to be, but yeah, it was a good start to the season. Yeah, no doubt. What are some personal goals for this freshman season? I mean, one of the biggest goals I would hope is in reach is Iggy's freshman of the year, but I mean, who knows? It's possible, but that's definitely one of the biggest goals. But I think just, um, personally being able to accomplish a lot and just like staying confident throughout the season and working a lot on my mentality and just growing. I mean, I'm not expecting amazing big things because it's my first year, but I think there's a lot that can be done in just one season. And I think with the support of my teammates, 
this season. I think I'll be able to do pretty well because all of my teammates have been really supportive and helpful so far, even when things start to get rough. So, I saw you guys were picked like fifth or sixth in the Big East. Do you think to your team that's a challenge to kind of be the underdog and hopefully take the Big East step by storm? Yeah, I, we're actually ranked last right now. Everyone predicted us to come in last. So um, we kind of expected that coming into this season. I mean, they had a rough season last year, but they have made a lot of changes this season. And just in the short amount of time I've been here, I've been able to see a lot of growth in the program. And I think we knew coming in that that was going to be where we were. And that's what people expect from us. But we know all the hard work that we've put in and all the time we've been on the field working when other people haven't been. So I think we know what we're capable of and it's going to be exciting to watch. I think. Do you think personally there's any added pressure on you kind of being the, the local hometown hero? Let's face it. You're going to have some big crowds this year. <laughs> everybody, everybody from Pilgrim and everybody from Barmer's elite is going to be out there watching you play. Do you, do, you, do you feel added pressure kind of knowing that you're like the hometown hero right now? I mean, I think it can go either way. I think you could feel pressure from it, but I think it could also help. I mean, having a lot of people there to support me, it can be a motivating factor as well. I'm excited that everyone's going to be able to come watch, and that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to stay home anyways. So I think hopefully it'll be a motivating factor. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of nerves not wanting to let down all the people that want to be there to support me, but I think mostly it'll be a motivating factor and just being excited to see all my friends and family there. I can tell you personally we're excited, and I can tell you that I meet a lot of young people who look up to you, so continue doing what you're doing. Uh, I have one last question, Alyssa. Go yep. back and talk to the little ninth grader I met back at <laughs> Pilgrim Gym. What would you tell her? What advice would you give that young lady if you talk to her today? I would probably just tell her to not stress about a thing and everything is going to turn out just fine because I remember how stressed I used to be about where I was going to go for college or what I was going to do with the rest of my life. But I think I ended up exactly where I'm supposed to be. Providence College has been nothing but amazing. And I'm really excited that I chose this to be where I'm supposed to be for the next four years. And I think it's a great fit. And I just would go back and tell myself to not worry about it and everything is going to end up exactly how it's supposed to be. Probably have to give some of that advice to mom too, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, Liz, I can tell you this. You have a lot of followers here. you got a lot of people rooting you on. I can't wait to come down and watch you play this season. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule uh, and be one of our first guests on the show. Uh, we're sending much love from you from this, from this part of the town. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye, Liz. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on episode one of 240 Feet. We'd like to thank Coach Dawn Stearns and Alyssa Toomey for taking some time out of their busy schedules. I'd also like to thank Letitia and Brian D'Amato for sharing their thoughts to our listeners. Next week, we're going to have our high school preview show. We're lining up some local high schools to talk about their school their schools, some local coaches to talk about their schools. Now, right now we got P.J. Bissett with Cranston West, Mike Kalenda with Ponegancet High School, and Bill Acalanti, who's with North Kingston High School. And he's also the president of the Coaches Association. And hopefully a few more, who knows. 
We'll give you some teams to watch, some players to watch, and take a shot at some predictions. Thanks for listening. Before we go, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and check out this video on the local YouTube channel. That was a good one. Don't even say it wasn't. Boom.